Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Nahmaduhu, Wanastainuhu, Wanastakhfirahu, Wanahminu Behi, Wanatawakkal Alay, Wanauzu Billahi min Shururi Anfusina, Wamin Sayati Amalina, Mayahdillahu Fala Mudillala, Wamayudlilhu Fala Hadiala, Ashaduala ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharikala, Washaduana Sayyadana, Wanabiana, Wahabibana, Wahaidina, Wamaulana Muhammadan Abduhu, Warasulahu. أرسله الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا أما بعد فقد قال الله تعالى في القرآن المجيد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام تفقه في الدين أو كما قال فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحديث هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها فإن كل محدثة بدع وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار اللهم ارنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباع 
ورن الباتل باتلا ورزق نجتنابا اما بعد اوسيكم نفسي بتقوى الله ولزومي تعاته وحذركم نفسي عن مخالفه اوامره ونسيانه اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الامي وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما عدد ما هتبه علمك وقد تبه خلمك واحسه كتابك ورد اللهم ان سادتنا ابي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي والصحابه اجمعين ونتعبين والتعبيهم باحسان الى يوم الدين بريز بي تو الله اند اونلي الله اند بيس اند بليسنجز اوف الله بي ابون اور بيلوفد بروفيت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم his family his companions and his ummah till the day of judgment i bear witness that there is no god worthy of worship except allah and i bear witness that prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the last and final messenger of allah my brothers and sisters before i start with the topic of my khutbah i make this dua asking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless this beautiful community may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all those who come and pray and populate this masjid and may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all those who contribute towards this beautiful house of allah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah al-maida reminds us where he says lillahi mulku samawati wal ardi wa ma fihinna wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir all the dominions of the heavens and the earth and all that is therein belongs to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he is able to do everything it is he allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created the year and made eid al-fitr and eid al-adha as the two most important days of the year it is he allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created months and made ramadan as the most important month of the year ramadan is the only month that has been mentioned by name in the holy quran it is he allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created weeks and made juma as the most important day of the week and he revealed an entire chop chapter called as juma in the glorious quran it is he allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created days and nights and made the first 10 days of zulhijjah as the best days of the year and the last 10 nights of ramadan as the best nights of the year even among these days and nights he chose the day of arafa as the best day of of the year and he chose the night of laylatul qadr as the best night of the year and it is he allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created this entire human race and made rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the best the mankind has ever seen or the best the mankind would ever see so my humble appeal to each one of you after salah when you walk out of that door i want to ask you to leave with these four things in mind know him love him honor him and follow him our beloved prophet rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah ali imran reminds us where he says qul in kuntum tuhibbuna allah fattabi'uni yuhibbukum allah wa yaghfir lakum dhunubakum wallahu ghafurur rahim say o muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam to the people if they love allah then follow me allah will love you and forgive you allah is of forgiving and most merciful I know we are witnessing the blessed month of Rabiul Awal so in this month we should do our utmost best to reaffirm and pledge that inshallah we will do everything that we can to follow the commandments of our creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and follow the footsteps of our beloved prophet Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the name of our beloved prophet Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was Abu Al-Qasim Muhammad bin Abdullah bin Abdul Muttalib majbaz and sisters one of the greatest favors of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
on all of us is that he made you and me as the proud recipient of the Holy Quran. He made you and me as the ummati of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And every single day of our life, we should remind ourselves and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this great favor that he has bestowed upon all of us. In a very well-known hadith narrated by Jubair bin Mutim radiallahu an, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, I have five names. I am Muhammad and Ahmad. I am Al-Mahi through whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will eliminate Al-Kufr. I am Al-Hashir who will be the first to be resurrected. I am also Al-Akhib. There will be no prophet after me. In the glorious Quran, at different places, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used different names to address Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In one place, he has been addressed as Bashiran wa Nadira, bringer of good news. In another place, he has been addressed as Raufun Rahim, merciful and full of piety. And in Surah Al-Anbiya, he has been addressed as Rahmatan lil Alameen, a mercy to the entire worlds. One day, someone came to Ali radiallahu and asked him to describe the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Ali radiallahu says, that the moment you would see the blessed face of the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you would be in awe. And this expression comes into place when you see something absolutely splendid, absolutely magnificent, absolutely amazing. So Ali radiallahu says, the moment you see the blessed face of the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you would be in awe. And the moment you would meet him, you will fall in deep love. And this love is much bigger, much greater, much grander than the love that you may find between two human beings. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us and our loved ones the company of our beloved Prophet Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the hereafter. Khulu ameen. In a, another hadith that is narrated by Jabir bin Abdullah radiallahu an, mentioned in Bukhari volume number 4, hadith number 784, this will help us to understand that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was sent as a mercy to the entire worlds. That Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was sent as a mercy to the entire worlds, which means this world or any other world that exists besides this world. So in this one particular hadith, I want to share with you this incident. One day Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was sitting in his masjid and a couple of Ansaris came to him and took his permission to build a pulpit. Prior to this Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to stand next to a palm tree and he used, used to give and deliver his sermons and give his talks. Sometimes he would lean towards this palm tree. Sometimes he would put his hand around palm tree. So when the pulpit was built and brought into the masjid, it was moved away from this palm tree. And as the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was about to climb this pulpit, he heard a very unusual sound. A sound that was similar to as if a little child was crying or mourning. The Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam walked towards this palm tree and put his hand around it and the voice became quiet. Again mentioned in Bukhari volume number 4, hadith number 784. How is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam a mercy towards animals? So in the olden days, People used to kill animals for the sake of fun. They used to practice their shooting skills. They used to aim at animals and they used to kill animals. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa saw this practice, he put a ban on it. 
He said you can kill an animal only under two circumstances. One, for your own consumption, and number two, when your own life is in danger. You cannot kill animals for the sake of fun. You cannot kill animals using them as a target to practice your shooting skills. So Rasulullah was a mercy to the entire world. How is he merciful towards people of other faiths, especially those who say very horrible things about the life of the Prophet of Allah So if you look back, you will find that when nations and tribes when they disobeyed the, their, the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah's punishment came to them. Sometimes it came instantly. But the people who are going to come after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they have an option to correct themselves until they die, until they leave this world. So they have this time to repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and correct themselves. Once they leave this world, their account will be closed and based on their deeds, they will be judged. My dear brothers and sisters, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was sent as a mercy to the entire world. When you read this ayah, Ya ayyuhun nabiyu inna arsalnaka shahidan wa mubashiran wa nazira wa da'in ila allahi bi'iznahi wa sirajan munira. O the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, verily we have sent you as a witness and a bearer of glad tidings and a warner as one who invites to Allah by his leave and as a lamp spreading light through Quran and Sunnah. If you read this ayah again and again, and try to understand and read it very carefully, you will find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam as Ya ayyuhan nabi. This honor was not bestowed on any other messenger. Open the Quran and flip chapter after chapter, you will find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed this honor on his last and final messenger. This is the reason why I said it in the beginning of my khutbah, each one of us should take a great pride in this fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen you and me as the proud recipients of the Holy Quran, has chosen you and me as the ummati of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Michael Hart, who is the author of most influential people in history, is not a Muslim, he's a person from another faith, and he ranked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam as number one, and this is what he has to say. He said, my choice of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, to lead the list of world's most influential people may surprise some readers and may be questioned by others. He said, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was the only man in history who was supremely successful in both religious and secular values. And he concluded by saying, human history has never known such a complete transformation of society and place as happened during the lifetime of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Bernard Shaw, a great thinker, a great innovator, he said, I have always held the religion of Muhammad, peace be upon him, in high estimation because of its wonderful vitality. It is the only religion which appears to me to possess that assimilating capacity to the changing phase of existence which can make itself appeal to every age. I have studied him, the wonderful man, and in my opinion, he must be called as the savior of humanity. This was Bernard Shaw talking about our beloved Prophet Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We know the famous hadith where the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من والده ووالده والناس أجمعين. رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم said, as reported by Anas رضي الله عنه, that none of you becomes a believer 
unless I am dearer to him than his father, his son, and the entire mankind. I also want to draw your attention. You know, seerah of the Prophet of Allah is so vast and so huge that if someone talks about it for their entire life, still you will not be able to cover the life and the different aspects of the life of our beloved Prophet Rasulullah So I want to draw your attention to this battle of Uhud where there were only 700 Muslims fighting 3,000 Quraysh and Muslims were having an upper hand in the beginning of this battle and Rasulullah had stationed 50 archers on Jabal Ainain instructing them not to get down but when they saw the enemy running away they came down to collect the leftovers of the battle Khalid ibn Walid who is one of the greatest war strategists until today people study the war tactics that was used by Khalid ibn Walid never lost a battle when he was in Jahiliya never lost a battle when he came into the fold of Islam he sent the army from different directions and crushed the Muslim army Several prominent companions of the Prophet of Allah died in this battle. There is an important lesson for all of us to learn and reflect. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have granted victory to Muslims in this battle, then in 1445 Hijri, in the month of October, here at East Plano Islamic Center, you and I would have had a conversation where we would have said, you can disobey the Messenger of Allah and still win a battle. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not want this to happen. Rasulullah sallallahu is the best example that we have in front of us. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding us to emulate Rasulullah sallallahu who will remind us of Allah and the last day. We all know the famous ayah from the Holy Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُزُوهُ وَمَا نَهَكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ Take whatever the Messenger of Allah has given you. Abstain from whatever he has forbidden upon you. And fear Allah. Indeed, Allah is severe in punishment. On one side, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Ghafoor Rahim, the most kind, the most gracious, the most compassionate, the most merciful. And he is also severe in punishment. If you open the Quran and if you flip any chapter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about one of these three things. Number one is Tawheed, oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two is Qasasul Anbiya, the stories of the Prophets. And number three is Akhirah, the hereafter. The Sunnah of the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is also based on three things. His sayings, his actions, and his silent approvals. The longest surah that we have in the Holy Quran is Surah Al-Baqarah with 286 verses. Right in the middle of this chapter, Verse number 143, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us where he says, وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَتَلِّ تَكُونُوا شُهُدَاءَ النَّاسِ وَيَكُونَ الرَّسُولُ عَلَيْكُمْ شَهِيدًا Thus we have created you as a just and balanced nation, O true believers and followers of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that you be witness over mankind and let the messenger be witness over you. So I want to share with you this incident that happened after the Hijri where the Prophet of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam created a very special bond between the Ansaris and the Muhajirs. So Salman Radiallahu An was made the brother of Abu Dardah Radiallahu An. So one day Salman Radiallahu An visits the house of Abu Dardah Radiallahu An. 
outside the house he was greeted by the wife of Abu Darda who was not dressed up in the cleanest of the clothes so Salman asks her why are you dressed up in this way so the wife of Abu Darda tells Salman that your brother Abu Darda is not interested in worldly or materialistic things he doesn't care about these things Salman very patiently heard her he didn't say you are a woman you should not talk or you should not complain so after listening to her he enters the house where he was greeted very warmly by Abu Darda they spend time together and they pray together and Abu Darda brings a nice meal for Salman so Salman asks him to join so Abu Darda says no today I'm fasting so I cannot eat with you so Salman tells Abu Darda that this is not the month of Ramadan these are not obligatory fasts. These are not even the days that the Prophet of Allah has advised us and recommended us to fast. So you have to break the fast and eat with me. If you don't break the fast, I'm not eating either. So Salman forces Abu Darda to break his Nafil fast. Then later on they pray together and finally Abu Darda makes a nice bed for Salman and asks him to take rest. So Salman asked Abu Darda, what about you? So he said, I'm going for my nafal prayers. He said, no, 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 you have to sleep and you have to take some rest. So Abu Darda sleeps for a couple of hours. He wakes up, he says, no, not yet, sleep some more, some more. And finally the time for tahajjud comes, where they both pray tahajjud and then they go to the mosque of Rasulullah to offer their fajr salah. At this point, Abu Darda was extremely frustrated with Salman Allah. So as soon as the prayer was over, he walked straight to the Rasulullah and starts complaining about Salman Allah. And every time he would complain about Salman Rasulullah would say Sadaqa Salman, Sadaqa Salman, Sadaqa Salman, Salman is right, Salman is right, Salman is right. And we remember this famous advice of the Prophet of Allah who told us that our Lord has a right on us, our body has a right on us, our parents has a right on us, our spouses and our children has a right on us, our siblings and our extended family members has a right on us, our neighbors has a right on us, our community has a right on us, fulfill everyone's right. And this is what the scholars have explained what this word stands for when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us to be just and to be balanced. How was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam as a husband? We know the very famous hadith where the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, khayrukum, khayrukum li ahli wa khayrukum li ahli. The best among you are those who are best to their families. And among all of you, I'm the best to my family. Today, we are witnessing time. We are, we are witnessing examples where there is complete break, you know, breaking of families, breaking of homes, where husband and wife are not talking to each other. They are going in opposite directions. There is no communication and the children are suffering. So this is a reality which is now put under the carpet. But if you go and try to do a study and try to collect data, you will find the disintegration of families here within the Muslim community and outside the Muslim community. When someone came to Aisha radiallahu anha, the mother of the believers, the wife of the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi and asked her to describe Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi what did she say? She said, Kana khulqu al-Qur'an. The character of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi was like a Qur'an. He was like a walking Qur'an. In today's time and age, you go to a sister and tell her, sister, tell us something nice about your husband. 
most likely the response would be, please don't sprinkle salt on our wounds. Let's not talk about this topic. Let's talk about something else. This is the reality, my dear brothers and sisters. Dr. Jamal Badwi, when he wrote this book, Gender Equity in Islam, which was almost 50 years back, he said, majority of the men are abusive, but there are some women who are also abusive. So my dear brothers and sisters, this is a reminder for all of us that we have this beautiful example of our beloved Prophet Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that is in front of us. Also, I want to draw your attention about this ayah from the shortest surah that we have in the Holy Quran with only three verses. And the third verse says, Inna shaniyaka huwal abtar, for he who hates you, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he will be cut off from posterity, every good thing in this world and the hereafter. When the enemies of Islam used to mock at Rasulullah at the death of his sons, and they used to spread rumors, who is going to carry the flag of Islam? Who is going to carry the message? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comforted Rasulullah by revealing this ayah. We also know that there were times when people used to say horrible things about the Prophet of Allah sometimes in front of him. We have this example of Walid ibn Mughira, and the Prophet of Allah himself said that I feel very uncomfortable to come in front of this person, but he still dealt with him. Walid ibn Mughira never came into the fold of Islam, but we all know Khalid ibn Walid came into the fold of Islam and he has many, many contributions. My dear brothers and sisters, when individuals who are holding important positions, influential positions, attack the life of the Prophet of Allah, it really hurts. As the former Prime Minister of Imran Khan addressing the UN General Assembly few years back, he said, when you attack and say bad things about the Prophet of Allah it directly hurts our heart. And heart is an important organ of the body. And if the heart is in pain, then the entire body is in the pain. So he said, stop attacking the life of the Prophet of Allah So I want to just quote a contemporary scholar responding to an attack on the life of the Prophet of Allah by a very important influential person. He said, people like this will come and go and one day will become dust in this earth. Nations will rise and nations will fall. And we may witness a time when nations shall not exist. Be assured that the legacy of our beloved Prophet Rasulullah and the love that Muslims have all over the world shall continue to live in their hearts until the day of judgment. Then he went on to say, freedom of expression doesn't give anyone the right to abuse and insult others. When you engage in such intentional provocation, expect a reaction where things may spiral out of control. Never forget that freedom comes with responsibility, ethical and moral standards must remain. You will be surprised to know, according to independent magazine based out of UK, they say that every year, 150 million people around the world, that includes newborns and rivers, are named after Rasulullah sallallahu They are given this beautiful name, Muhammad. And the disbeliever plotted, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala plans too, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of those who plan. My dear brothers and sisters, in less than 30 seconds, I will share with you the lifestyle the characteristics, the advice of the Prophet of Allah So if we claim 
that we love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, then we should strive to bring these characteristics in our lives. That's why in the, at the beginning of the khutbah I said, when you walk out of this masjid, walk out with four things in mind. Know him, love him, honor him, and follow him, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So here are the advice and characteristics of the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He would talk softly, he would walk humbly, he would eat sensibly, he would breathe deeply, he would sleep sufficiently, he would dress properly, he would interact politely, he would act fearlessly, he would work patiently, he would think truthfully, he would believe correctly, he would behave decently, he would learn practically, he would plan orderly, he would earn honestly, he would spend intelligently, he would sacrifice regularly, he would worship dedicatedly, he ordered us to serve our parents happily and show love passionately. This is who Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was. So in this blessed month of Rabiul Awwal, we should take a pledge that we will do everything that we can to follow what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered us in the Holy Quran. And we will commit ourselves to follow the footsteps of our beloved Prophet Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Also, as a, on a side note, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us in the Holy Quran where he says, Be kind and dutiful towards your parents. So if your parents are alive, if your parents are with you, take this as a great blessing. Because no one would make dua for you like your parents. If parents leave this world, then the biggest loss a human being faces is that he is deprived or she is deprived with the duas that the parents make. Think about all those times when you were not well, when you were sick, every person who came to see you sat with you for a few minutes and left. Your siblings came and they sat some extra time and they left. But your mother was sitting over there without food, without sleep, making duas for you until you are fully recovered. So my dear brothers and sisters, write it down somewhere on your computer or on your phone or on a sticky note. You will never ever be able to prosper if you are disobedient towards your parents. So if your parents are around, take this as a great blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and honor them and be kind to them and be dutiful towards them. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ordering us in the Holy Quran. Also, many times we ignore making duas. Duas are the essence of our worship. And uh, we many times take it for granted. One of the very famous duas of our beloved Prophet Rasulullah sallallahu was, Ya muhallib al-khuloob sabbit khalbi ala deenik, O changer of the hearts, make firm my heart upon your deen. Once a wise man said, everybody wants their prayers to be answered on time, but very few actually pray on time. So every time you sit either by yourself or in a congregation, do not leave without making duas. And finally, my dear brothers and sisters, I want to quote um, Ibn Hajar rahimahullah, who was a classic Islamic scholar whose lifelong work constitutes the final submission of the science of hadiths. Oxford Center of Islamic Studies considers him one of the most influential thinkers of the 15th century and a prolific scholar of prophetic traditions and hadith. And he wrote many books, Fat al-Bari, Tahdib al-Tahdib and many others. And this is what he has to say in his research that in the month of Ramadan, Rasulullah sallallahu used to recite Quran with Jibreel alayhi salam. And he used to memorize Quran. And Ibn Hajar writes, when you recite Quran, your heart is content. 
when the heart is content, it becomes very generous. And we all know Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi used to be extra, extra, extra generous, especially in the month of Ramadan. His generosity has been described by his companions as karrihil mursala, like a blowing wind. When the wind blows, it touches everyone who is around there. If we all decide to go and stand under the sky, and if the wind is blowing, do you think the wind will discriminate? Will it pick and choose? It will touch everyone who is around there. And that's how the generosity of the Prophet of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has been described. So my dear brothers and sisters, we all inshallah should make a pledge, should, make, should commit ourselves to follow the footsteps of our beloved Prophet Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And I will inshallah conclude my khutbah with this reminder where Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, مَا كَانَ مُحَمَّدٌ أَبَا أَحْدٍ مِنْ رِجَالِكُمْ وَلَكِنْ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَخَاتَمَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمًا Rasulullah is not the father of any one of your men, but he is the messenger of Allah and the last and the end and the seal of the prophets. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ever all aware of everything. Kindly please move forward so that the people who are standing at the back will have some space. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Hamdan Kafiran, Tayyaban Mubarakan Fi, Wassalatu Wassalam ala Sayyidil Mursaleen, Imam al Muttaheen, Khaidul Gurra al Mahajaleen, Nabina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Wala alihi wa ashabihi at Tayyibin al Tahirin, Fawzu billahi min al Shaytan al Rajim, Bismillahi Rahman al Rahim, Inna Allah wa Malai katu salun ala Nabi, Ya Yuhalavina Amanu, Salu alayhi wa sallimu taslima, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin, Wala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin, Kama sallaita ala Ibrahima, Wala ala Ibrahima inna kahamidun majid, Allahumma barik ala Muhammadin, Wala ala Muhammadin, Kama barakta ala Ibrahima, Wala ala Ibrahima inna kahamidun majid, Rabbana atina fi dunya hasanatan wa fi al-akhirati hasanatan wa khinaza bannar, Allahumma ayna ala zikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik, Allahumma inni asaluka al-afiyya, Allahumma inni asaluka ilman nafiyan, ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا اللهم إني أسألك الجنة وأعوذ بك من النار اللهم إني أعوذ بك من الكفر والفقر والعذاب القبر اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فافعنا ربنا حبلنا من أزواجنا وزرياتنا خرة عيون وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم إني أسألك إيمانا كاملا ويقينا سادخا ورزقا واسيا وخلبا قاشيا ولسانا زاكرا وحلالا طيبا وأولادا سالها وتوبة نسوها وتوبة قبل الموت وراها عند الموت ومغفرة ورحمة بعد الموت ولفوبة عند الحساب والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار برحمتك يا رب العالمين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلامنا للمرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين إن الله يعمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء الغربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي عزكم لعلكم تذكرون وخيم السلام الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله
حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله فلا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله استوى واستقيموا الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنمت عليهم غير المقدوب عليهم ولا الضالين الحاكم التكاثر حتى زرتم المقابر كلا سوف تعلمون ثم كلا سوف تعلمون كلا لو تعلمون علم اليقين لترون الجحيم ثم لترونها عين اليقين ثم لتسألن يومئذ عن النعيم الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمد الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنمت عليهم غير المقدوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل هو الله أحد الله السمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له قفوا أحد الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمدا الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله استغفر الله استغفر الله I've been asked to make this announcement. Uh, Manzoor Chaudhary, he is uh, in the initial stage of coma. He needs lots and lots of duas so that he can get uh, the conscious. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant him complete and full shifa and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him speedy recovery. I was also told that somebody is here to accept uh, shahada and I see Imam Nadeem. Inshallah he will lead. Uh, and uh, so if you can just be seated for a couple of minutes, inshallah, and greet our. Uh, uh, new uh, brother into the deen of Islam and greet them and welcome him and then you can proceed inshallah <laughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Okay, so inshallah today we have uh, these two gentlemen. Um, one is uh, Brother Angel, one is Brother Kareem. So, uh, you know, uh, Brother Angel here has been with, um, you know, been around Brother Kareem for a while. And, um, and Brother Kareem also wants to you know, sort of, you know, when they talk about reviving your faith, reviving your iman, and so forth. So, Karim also has said that he wants to take his shahada with him, inshallah. So, um, we have uh, Brother uh, Angel here. Brother Angel, you say you live here in this East Plano area, right? Yes, sir. And yes. can I ask, like, what, what has intrigued you to become a Muslim? Um, you know, just going down the wrong road. I wanted to build the connection with God and come, like, come closer with Him. How long have you been learning about Islam? For the past couple of months. Okay, for the past couple of months. You have other Muslim friends. I know uh, you've been uh, around Karim here and there, but you have other Muslim friends? Yes, sir. Okay. So, and how old are you? 24. 24, okay. The reason I asked is because last time I had a young man come here, and I had some people come to me like, Imam Saab, you gave a shahada to a young person. So I just want to make sure, okay? So <laughs> there's, a, there's no problems, inshallah. So, um, so repeat after me. Both of you repeat after me, okay? Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammadan rasulullah. I bear, I bear witness, there is none, there is none worthy, of worthy of worship, but Allah. But Allah. And, I and I bear witness, that Muhammad, Muhammad peace be upon him, be is his messenger. Takbir. Takbir. So I pray to Allah that first of all this journey, this transition, uh, it takes a little time, but may Allah make this transition easy for both of you. And I pray that uh, may Allah make the journey of Islam easy for you. 
I want to remind you both that it's about taking every single day one step at a time. You don't have to go from zero to 60 overnight, okay? Take it easy, learn every single day, grow slowly and gradually. And, um, and even if, you know, people are going to come, they're going to might give you some things to read and so forth, read it, okay? But don't overwhelm yourself, okay? People, you know, a lot of times they want to come, they care for you, and they might give you a lot of things to read, but just take it slowly and gradually. The journey of Islam is a slowly and, gra is slowly and gradual one, okay? Now, along with that, um, do you know usually happens what, hap what happens after a shahada? You don't know? So you're in for a surprise, okay? <laughs> okay. So all these people here, they're going to want to give you a hug, okay? <laughs> okay? So they're going to come and give both of you a hug. You ready for it? Okay, good, inshallah. So, uh, uh, my epic community, please welcome uh, these two brothers, inshallah, and please congratulate them. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh.